Hey, welcome Grace Point. Another Thursday night. Going through the book of Matthew. Man, we're moving. We're going to be done with chapter 10 in no time. It's awesome. And uh, we, we ended last week talking about suffering persecution. We should expect it. There are really tons of scriptures. I remember one time I was really going through a lot of persecution at work. I was an outspoken Christian, and I absolutely had a guy that hated me. I mean, he hated me. Some of it was my fault, I'm sure. Some of it was my fault. But a lot of it was the fact that I was a Christian, and he didn't like it. And uh, I got a lot of persecution. I won't give you the whole story, the whole testimony, but I'm telling you, I was tried and tested in more than one time in my life through persecution. And I did exactly what God said. I prayed for my enemies. I forgave. I went through. I endured. And every single time when it was done, God blessed me. In that job, I was promoted. I got moved to another department. And I was promoted. I actually got a raise. It was amazing. Before I left the department I was in, I had three layers of supervision left my department. The guy that couldn't stand me, hated me, left. His boss left and his boss left. They all left. And I think it was another guy started supervising me, a really nice guy. He gave me the best review imaginable. And then he moved me over into a better uh, job. I got a pay increase and it was actually a better job. And it was just amazing how God blessed me in that. But I truly suffered persecution. And one of the things that I did when I was being persecuted every day before I went to work, I read the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter talks a lot about suffering, talks a lot about humility and suffering. And I just found that book constantly feeding me and giving me strength. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I was just feasting on the book of 1 Peter to give me strength to get through this trial that I was enduring. So you will be persecuted. Don't think it's strange. You haven't done anything wrong. You've just spoke out for Jesus. Jesus will deliver you. He will. And when you come through that test and that trial, I really believe you'll be better off than before. Unless, of course, the Lord decides that He wants you to be a martyr. Okay, amen. amen. It, it happens, like I said, in India. It happens uh, in many places in the world. So, Father, bless us tonight. Open our ears, our eyes. Help us to see. Help me to speak in Jesus' name. All right, we're going to pick up on, on Matthew chapter 10, uh, verse, I think it's verse 27 says, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. Whatever you hear in the ear, preach on the housetop. And do not fear those who kill the body and cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs on your head are numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Okay, there's several things here. I'm going to kind of start from the backside. First of all, we're not supposed to be afraid of persecution and tribulation because we are of great value to God. God knows every sparrow, every bird that falls to the ground, how much more does he know what's going on in your life? God sees. 
I remember this book I read. You know, the, at the end of the story, this mother and this woman were, uh, had a very bad relationship. And the way that the book re, 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 resolves itself is at the end, the mother tells her daughter, I see you. I see you. And what she was saying to her was, I know who you are. I see who you are. I value you. I get it. I understand. And, and then that was an epiphany for her daughter to understand that her mother really did see her. And her mother, who she always had conflict with, really did love her. And that meant everything to her. How much more that we know that our Heavenly Father sees us. When you're being spoken against, your Heavenly Father sees you. When your husband doesn't treat you right and you're mourning, your Heavenly Father sees you. When your kids disrespect you and speak against you or things about your, your Father in Heaven sees you. When you're overlooked on the job, when you're overlooked at work, when you're overlooked in your family, when you're overlooked in life, when you're overlooked maybe even in church, you feel like people don't value you, your Heavenly Father sees you. You don't have to be afraid of people. You don't have to be afraid of this world or this world system because God values you and God loves you and God cares for you and God sees you. It's like Hagar. I know in that story, you know, they teach how Hagar was beaten and she was driven into the wilderness with Ishmael. And yet God said, I see you, Hagar. He saw her in her affliction. God looked and he saw her in her persecution and he had compassion on her and he spared her life and the life of her son. Folks, understand that, that no matter what you're going through, that God sees you, he is going to deliver you, but you got to keep your faith. You can't fold. You can't give up. You cannot. Why are we so surprised that we have a dearly beloved people in our congregation that their families have just treated them horrible and they're being persecuted and they're, they're being treated like outcasts and they've gone through so much. It's not time to fold. God sees you. He's not surprised by the trial that you're going through and He is going to get you through. In the end, it will speak in your benefit. God will deliver you. God will send deliverance. And even in the midst of your trial, God can bring joy. When the apostles were in jail, they were singing songs of praise. They were singing songs of joy. Why? Because in the middle of their trial, they always kept their eyes fixed on Jesus. We've got to get our eyes off people. We've got to get our eyes fixed on, on the Lord because He cares for us. Don't even be afraid of those who kill the body because they can't touch your soul. They can't touch your spirit. They do not determine your eternal reward or your eternal destiny. Only God determines your eternal reward or your eternal destiny. You don't have to fear a man. You don't have to have a man-pleasing spirit. I don't mean being haughty and rude. And we need to be obedient. We need to be humble. But we don't need to be in fear. And we don't need to have a man-pleasing spirit. God is the one that has the power to save or to destroy, not men. We ought to fear Him. I could say a lot about the fear of the Lord. I'm not going to right here. But the fear of the Lord is when we reverence, respect, and hold in awe our Father. And the Father that we reverence and respect and fear, like we would an earthly father, it says He values us, He loves us, 
and He cares for us. He won't forget us. So keep this in mind. And then, then I will make one more point, and I'm going to close up for tonight. He says, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And whatever you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. Folks, this is so important. This is fresh manna for me. The Lord just showed me, and I might preach on it this coming Sunday, but the Lord just showed me. He says, Brad, what I want you to do, he says, I want you to hear from me what you hear in the dark. When you're in your prayer closet, and I pray, I'm a praying person. He says, when you're in your prayer closet and you hear from me, I want you to incorporate what I'm teaching you. I want you to live by my word. I want you to live by my spirit. And the things that I teach you, that you prove, that you test in your life, when you prove them and you test them and you see that I'm as good as my word, then I want you to speak and I want you to preach what I've taught you. You know, these people were hearing Jesus literally in the ear, but we don't see Jesus literally with our earthly ear. But we also can hear the Lord speak. Turn to the book of Ephesians. In the book of Ephesians, Paul was praying. And he prayed to God the Father. He says, I pray that God will give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You'll see in a lot of Paul's letters, when Jesus talking, when they're talking about our eyes, they're talking about our spiritual eyes. When they're talking about our ears, they're talking about our spiritual ears. What the Lord speaks to you in your ear, this to me implies meditating in the word, and it implies prayer. What the Spirit is breathing into you from the Word of God, what the Spirit is breathing into you through prayer, it's coming in your ear, preach that. Don't preach another man's gospel. Don't preach another man's experience only. Don't preach the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Preach fresh manna. Go and get that fresh manna. The children of Israel went out and got fresh manna every morning. They were receiving fresh manna. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. We should be hearing in our ear. We should be seeing with our spiritual eyes. And what we hear and what we see, we should be preaching that on the rooftops and announcing it. When you're doing that and you suffer persecution for it, you'll be blessed. I'll just end right there and we'll pick up next week right where we left off.